0: Hello, welcome to 108 Stitches Podcast with your host, Richie Devotei, and special guest, Melissa Devotei.
1: Molik sets, Garcia is ready. Here's the 0-2 pitch, and it's swung on, hit in the air to center. Tyler Holt sprinting back all the way to the warning track, and he makes the catch, falling down! He makes the catch on the track, and the Clippers win!
0: Oh, my Columbus holds on and beats Indianapolis as Tyler Holt falls down with the baseball just a couple of feet from the center field wall. Hello, welcome to this week's edition of the 108 Stitches show with your host, Richie DeBucktie, and co-host, Melissa DeBucktie. Today's topics will include the Rodas Chapman saga, Pete Rose, and the Reds traded Todd Frazier to the Chicago White Sox. Let's get right into it, honey. Uh, It was uh, released during the winter meetings uh, that Chapman had uh, been caught for domestic violence. And that's a pretty touchy subject these days. And we're going to break down the case for you, uh, give our thoughts about it. And um, we're not going to be shy about it. Uh, We're going to give our opinions for it. And, uh, here we go explaining the case. Uh, he was arrested on October 30th. Well, he wasn't arrested. No arrest was made in the accident. Uh, apparently what happened was, um, Chapman and his girlfriend got into a fight. Chapman went out to the garage and fired eight shots from his gun. And the cops was called and she said that he choked her and pushed her against the wall, according to the police reports. It obtained by Yahoo Sports. Uh, Yahoo Sports released the article uh Jeff uh, Passan and Tim Brown. Um, the Reds attempted to trade Chapman to the Dodgers and it came to light when he's doing, I guess, the background cher- search on him. We really don't know the whole story until MLB investigates it more, which is makes it a hard topic to discuss. And domestic violence in general is a touchy subject these days. How do you feel about that as a woman, honey?
1: About domestic violence in general? I think that, um, a man should never hit a woman or choke her in this instance, as she allegedly says, you know, we don't know if that's exactly what happened. There are several different versions of the story, but I think a true man will never lay a hand on a woman. Um, It just depends on how people handle their, their anger. A lot of people, you know, they, they lash out physically at others instead of handling it in a mature manner. They, I don't, I think women that actually go through that, um, they don't have, or they, they have the strength, but they, they tend to feel like they can't go anywhere. They can't go get help. She obviously felt that she was in danger, um, or she wouldn't have called the police. So, um, I think it's very important that it's a, it is a touchy subject, but I think it's important that we, that society brings a light to it because there are a lot of women that do go through that and they feel like there's no help.
0: Do you believe the new, uh, recent, uh, MLB domestic violence policy will help help curb that that they just put in place. I think it was last year, where they would players will get suspended if they're caught for domestic violence. Not, if I'm not mistaken, I think the first offense is suspension of 50 games.
1: Um, I think that's really good. I think they should suspend a player because they're not showing integrity. And they're not being real men.
0: Uh, The report has two sides of the story in it. Uh, We're going to break down the sides. Uh, This is his girlfriend's side of the story. The incident started when Chapman told, uh, Chapman's girlfriend told, please, after she went to the bathroom of Chapman's 10,000 square foot plus house and found something in his phone that she did not like, according to the report. Chapman and his girlfriend. Chapman, his girlfriend, told police, then took the phone from her, the report said. They went to the movie theater inside of Chapman's home where he had pushed her against the wall and Chapman had choked her by placing his hands around her neck but did not prevent her from her breathing at any time. Police did not observe injuries or even redness anywhere on her neck or chest, the report said. And Chapman's side, he said he just poked his girlfriend on the left shoulder and told her not to talk to him like that, according to the report. He said he said his girlfriend fell to the floor and started yelling, the report said. Chapman told police their girlfriend's brother came into the room and pushed Chapman to the ground. According to the report, friends and family, Chapman told police separated the two so they wouldn't wouldn't fight, the report said. Chapman's driver said after the fight over the phone, Chapman's girlfriend returned to the theater room, charging at Chapman, and tackled him. According to the police report, she denied that version of the accident to the police, the report said. When police later approached the driver to, to talk about his story, he declined to speak with them again. After exiting the house, Chapman's girlfriend ran to the other side, hid behind the bushes and contacted law enforcement officials, according to the report. Chapman told police he wanted to drive away, but friends wouldn't let him, according to the police report. He entered the passenger side door of his Land Rover, punched the window, and cut his left pinky knuckle, the report said. Then he retrieved the handgun Inside the garage, the report said, Chapman driver moved the gun from the garage back to another vehicle. Um, the most disturbing thing I find about this report is the fact that he fired eight shots in his garage. When there's other people around, that could have been very, very deadly. And that could have messed up his, the entire rest of his life. I... Again, domestic violence is a touchy subject. Um, I'm not going to say anything until the official report is released from MOB and they get their investigation done. And if he did it, then he deserves the 50-game suspension and probably even more. Um, right. We was talking off air about is it possible that he is drinking? My view on that was is probably most likely yes he was probably drinking because somebody in their right mind would not just go and shoot off eight rounds in a garage. What is your take on this?
1: He had, in my opinion, he had to have been intoxicated some um, because you're not just going to go out and you know somebody's going to call the police or. You know, obviously his girlfriend did call the police, but even if she hadn't and someone in that area had heard the gunshots, they would have called the police. And if I wasn't mistaken, when I read that report, that um, they had had police called out to their home before for loud music or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're not... The police were not strangers to that area, so they... Uh, they knew that there had been a recent incident there, uh, as far as the domestic violence goes, I think that if he is guilty, yes, he should be suspended. If he's not, then she needs to come forward and, you know, say, well, you know, I over exaggerated or, you know, I made a couple things up, you know, nobody knows, but those people that were actually there.
0: If that is the case and she did exaggerate exaggerate her side of the story do you think that she needs to be punished as well?
1: Yes because you can't I don't think you should tarnish somebody's reputation just to get maybe if she was upset no no telling what it was that I was that upset her that it was on his phone but why was she looking at his phone anyway? So that's just my opinion.
0: With, it, like I said, like we keep on saying, domestic violence is a t- touchy subject and it should never happen. If it gets to that point, then one of them should just leave. That way nothing bad happens to either one of them. I mean, right. heaven, heaven forbid if he if the gunshot would have ricocheted and hit somebody, like I said earlier, I mean, it could have like, damaged her or anybody else in that house. And then Chapman would have been in way worse in situation than what he is in now. I mean, it, it it's hard to put a light on this subject because yet again it's so touchy. I like how the media handled this case. They seem to handle it with kind of like grace in a way and grace toward the woman, whereas in um, in recent events, you know, on up until a couple years ago where the woman would be tarnished. And that's sad for society. And I think society in general is taking a turn where, hey, domestic violence is a thing. We need to do something about it. Do you see that in any way?
1: I do, but it's not as prevalent as I think it should be. Because it still goes on. I mean, look at all the the pro athletes that have gotten in trouble. And there have been videos of it. Of them beating on their girlfriends. It's It's very sad when a man thinks that he has to do that. You know, he needs to have enough willpower to walk away. To be man enough to walk away and not need that power trip or whatever they get from it to do that to a woman.
0: Um, that's about all we got on this topic. We're not going to discuss it anymore. We said about all we wanted to say about this topic. Um, I I hope MLB does right and investigates it and the truth comes out um, and whoever needs to get punished for it gets their punishment and people need to live with that. Um, on to our next topic uh, earlier this week uh, Pete Rose uh, applied for a reinstatement into baseball earlier this year before the um, Before um, Christmas time it was rele- uh, released That Pete Rose would not be reinstated by the new baseball commissioner um, There's been new evidence that came out against Pete. And a lot of it is pretty damaging. Um, it, it's, it's a sad situation. Um, I wish I, I was a big Pete Rose fan. I defended him and you can say that, uh, that I was a big Pete Rose fan.
1: Yes, you are.
0: Uh, this report that came out made me change my viewpoint. On Pete, Uh, not necessarily as a ball player, but as a person in general, Um, it was released that he's still betting on baseball. My take on that is you knew that the baseball commissioner was looking at you and thinking about possibly reinstating you. Why would you continue to bet on baseball?
1: My thoughts exactly. If you're wanting to get back into baseball and you you applied for reinstatement, why do the things, continue to do the things that got you in that situation to begin with? Why continue to bet on sports, whatever he was betting on, and betting on baseball? You know, that, it looks... the commissioner no doubt it looked like well he hasn't changed he's still betting on baseball and if I let him back in you know and he's gonna do it even more so you know that was I used to I love Pete Rose I still love Pete Rose Um, as you know baseball player he is the hit king and he deserves that title no doubt because he earned it however As far as his reputation, um, I think his integrity has went down uh, with the information that came out that he's still betting and he's still gambling, um, which gambling in itself isn't necessarily a horrible thing, but when you do it the way that he did it, you know, when he knew that it was against rules and against policy and that he he bet for and against the Reds. So it it, it kind of disappoints me that, you know, he is still betting on baseball. You know, if you're wanting to fix your reputation and get back into baseball, that's not the way to do it.
0: Um, One of the things that he's always said is he never bet for the Reds to lose. It came to light that Indeed, he did bet on the Reds to lose. To me, that sealed his fate. I I can understand if he bet on to win. He might have got reinstated. Probably not. We would never know. But I think that's pretty low for a person to do, especially when he was managing then he could affect the outcome of that game to the point to where he could leave the pitcher in too long. He could take him out early. He could affect that game. Yes. And to me, I think that's what the the uh, commissioner seen as tarnishing the game. Because well, we got people saying uh, what about MLB's thing with DraftKings the fantasy stuff that's no different that's a little bit different than this issue that is way different in my opinion than this issue Uh, it's just he let a lot of people down in my opinion that just don't understand what kind of damage he done as a player, yes, he should be in the Hall of Fame as a player.
1: Yes, as a player.
0: And, see, this is where, like, I don't know, like, how tough you should MLB and the Hall of Fame be two separate things. I Personally, I think it should be two separate things. Because it is two separate things. And when Pete Rose was up for re-election... They made the rule one year before, saying that no person on the apparently ineligible list can be allowed into the hot thing. I think they made that rule just for Pete Rose, and I think that they damaged their reputation as well, because, it, I don't know, it's just, it's a confusing subject, and and you know as well, as well as I do, we're both from the Cincinnati area. People love Pete Rose in the Cincinnati area. Yes. Once you get outside of the Cincinnati area, it's a whole different ballgame, it seems like. It's like people's against Pete. Uh, he committed the cardinal sin of betting against baseball. I mean... It says it right there in the clubhouse. You still see it today in the clubhouse. I see it as a reporter. Every time I walk into the locker room, there's the rule saying you should not bet on baseball. I can't tell you the whole rule, but it's there. What is your thoughts on this? Do you, do you agree with the commissioner's statements? You read the report. I, I gave it to you, and we talked about it before we went, went on air. Uh, what's your thoughts on this
1: I think that he as far as like I said earlier he knew that he was going to be up for possible reinstatement and he should have um not been betting on baseball but as far as you know what you were saying the rule I think that I think that the rule is it's important, but who knows the other players that out, that are out there or the other managers that are betting on baseball that haven't got caught. You know, it's, it's a fine line, and it, you know, even, you know, if players have done something else, you know, that even if they're a Hall of Fame player and they've done something else to tarnish the reputation but they didn't bet on baseball... Um, They were still measured by how they played the game. Um, Pete Rose, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just for his ability to play the game and how well he did hit the ball. You know, he deserves that.
0: Uh, I'm tired of defending him when he can't even defend himself. Uh, I brought this up to you. I mean... He knew, like I said earlier in in the podcast, he knew that he would be meeting the commissioner soon enough for a reinstatement. Why would he still continue to bet on baseball? Right. To me, that's one. He's not changed his ways at all. To me, that's a little bit arrogant that he thinks maybe that he's above the game still. Because, I mean, he can kind of come across that in a way. Like, if you watch him, uh, if, if you pay attention to things he says, I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, he had, my second opinion is, he had a chance and he blew it. And it comes to the fact, he didn't change his ways. Um, to me, that's the most important thing to look at when you're trying to reinstate somebody yeah. It comes
1: you, down to he did not learn his lesson. He sabotaged himself by continuing to bet on baseball. And, you know, the simple thing is, if you want to correct a situation, you're going to stop doing what you did to get you in that situation.
0: It's just like, uh, I was going to be a probably a borderline alcohol addict when we first met. You know, luckily, I haven't touched a drop of alcohol and over year, year over a year that's a choice that I made to stop drinking it's not that hard to make a choice to turn your life around right I don't know if it's like because I know most players like that has a very type A personality mm-hmm. where they think they don't need anybody else they can do it all on their own mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that's what a type A personality is correct me if I'm wrong Right.
1: He, he probably decided, you know, uh, I don't, I don't need any help with this. You know, I don't need to talk to anybody. And, you know, a lot of people think that they can handle it on their own, but he's gambled ever since he's, you know, been, been out of baseball. I mean, and he admits it, he talks about it candidly and that he, you know, he still bets.
0: Uh, my last thought on this is I simply don't care anymore if he gets reinstated or not. Um, he he shot himself in the foot with this later indictment against him. Mm-hmm. The new evidence um, he can now live his life. Yeah, it, it's a shame. It's the saddest situ- story in all of sports, I think. Because here could have been a man that could be remembered for winning was his achievement. I mean, he's baseball's all-time hit leader, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. I don't get why he keeps on shooting himself after getting chance after chance after chance to turn it around.
1: All right. I agree. I agree with you. He, he, he just keeps doing the same thing over again. And he could have changed it, you know. If if he had quit betting in baseball, it's possible that he could have been reinstated, but possibly not.
0: Um, we're moving on to our last topic of the episode. Um, it's been a tough uh, few weeks for Reds fans. I mean, the Chapman report came out, um, and then we learned that Todd Frazier got traded to the White Sox for three prospects from the Dodgers in a three-way team or three-way team trade that sent, like I said, Fraser to the White Sox. Uh, the Dodgers got three prospects from the White Sox, and then the Reds got three prospects from the Dodgers. Uh, I know Todd Fraser was one of your players. Uh, what was your first reaction to this?
1: I was mad. I was actually in my classroom when I found out and I gasped and one of the students looked up, are you okay? (laughs) I said, no, the Reds traded my favorite player. Uh, I was, I was upset. Um, I really liked watching Todd play. I loved watching him in the home run derby. I was so excited when he won. That was a great, that was a great night. I'm just sad that he he will be gone. He was a fan favorite, uh, and I think the reason why he is a fan favorite is because he is so down-to-earth, and he's so nice when you talk to him. He's so personable, and, you know, for us, I know he holds a special place in my mind because of what he did for us on our wedding day, which was really special to me and that he took time out of practice to take that photograph for us, which was really special.
0: It, yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, I hated that they had to trade Fraser, but I understand baseball is also a business. Right. And that they had to do it since they couldn't get rid of Chapman. I have a feeling if they could have traded Chapman, then they probably would have tried to keep Fraser, but they would have to move a few other players to keep Fraser. Yeah. Um, but since they couldn't keep Chapman, uh everybody is on deck. I mean I, I think it was said earlier earlier in the hot storm season uh, season that every everyone on the team is could possibly be traded. Right. And the Todd Frazier trade showed me that the Reds are serious about rebuilding and not just trying to band aid things together. Right. Um it, it two thousand sixteen and probably two thousand seventeen will be tough years to be Reds fans. Let's face it, they're not gonna be good over the two years. And to the fans that say I'm not going to the game again, shame on you. Um you probably came around two thousand ten when it was winning. You're not used to being around when we had some horrible teams. Me, personally, I started watching them in 98, 99, somewhere around there. We had one winning season up until 2010, besides 1999.
1: I can remember watching baseball when I was a little kid and listening to it in the summers, and we always watched the Reds. Um, I grew up watching the Reds. And watching Pete Rose and Johnny Bench and all those players. You know, I love the Reds. I love the team. I get frustrated with some of the management sometimes, just like all fans do. I understand that it is a business. However, I am allowed as a fan that grieving time for my favorite player getting traded.
0: I understand where you're coming from, like the grieving time, but to say you're not going to another game, I I think that's a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction. I agree. Well, I,
1: I wouldn't say that. I, I love going to baseball games. I don't care what team it is.
0: It, it just, I don't know, like, I guess it's just in today's society where we just want a reaction from somebody. And you cannot please everybody. All I right. mean, these was probably the same fans as probably saying blow the team up. Well, to do that, you have to get rid of your star players.
1: Right, and then they get mad when you get rid of them.
0: <laughs> exactly. So it's a it's a lose lose situation for the Reds.
1: Yeah, I understand uh, it's business, but I'm I'm still sad. Um, would I have loved to have seen him stay? Yeah. He even said that himself, you know. He's, when he was asked the question at Reds Fest, he said, I would love to stay in Cincinnati for my whole career. They loved it here. But he he also said he understands that if he does, it, it's all part of the game. You know, it's all part of the business of baseball.
0: It, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's just it, it's a sad that the Reds got to this point to having to trade a fan very, 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 fan favorite. I mean, yeah. he was possibly the face of the franchise after winning the Homeland Derby. Yes. Heck, even before that, I-, I would say probably last year he started to become the face of the franchise. Yes. Um. They still got my support. Uh, I just, I, I don't get why people will say they'll never go to their Reds game. You know, you support your team in good times and bad times. And this the next two years is gonna to be tough. Going to the ballpark. They'll probably end up losing close to hundred games next year. Maybe. We never know how it turns out. Right. They might surprise us and they might not have the winning season, but it might be a decent one. They might make progress. Yeah. And when you're rebuilding, that's what you want. Um well, what would you like to see happen and overall is like moves until the season starts
1: as far as trading players. Um, I've never, I like, I know that Bailey is a very good pitcher. He's had his no hitters. Um, I just have never liked him as a, just as a person in general or as a, uh, player. Um, He comes off as very cocky, you know, when you meet him in person. And I just, I've never liked him. And I think with his injuries that he's had, you know, maybe it's time to look into somebody else. Hopefully, you know, he can come back from that injury or that surgery that he had and and do better, you know, when he starts playing, which I hope is the case. Um, but if not, I hope that they can can get rid of Bailey and bring somebody else on that, that can fill his spot.
0: Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I think they need to trade Bruce. And I think they need to trade Phillips, which they're working on that as we're speaking. Um, it's possible that he might be going to the Nationals. Um, he does have a full no... Trey calls. he's a 10-5 uh, year, uh, ten, ten five guy, which is 10 years in a major, five with the same team. So he'd have to waive that. Uh, I think he will. Uh, it's been said that he's 85% sure that he's going to waive it. It will reunite him with Dusty Baker. We all know Dusty Baker was the Reds manager. Um, I think that would be a good fit for, for Brandon. Um, he could possibly get his uh, get a ring there. And to me, that I think that's what I want to see for these guys. Um, that's what I'm going to be. I mean, yes, I, I will be rooting for the White Sox now, just because of Ty Frazier right. going there. <laughs> um, just like whenever the White Sox will play the Indians, we'll probably go up to the Indians now. Oh
1: yeah, most um, definitely. Uh,
0: it, it's just it, it's saddening that it's come down to this and it, it's a business. Uh, you have anything else?
1: Um, other than, you know, I wish Todd the best and we're going to miss him in Reds country, but you know, there's always Cleveland where he will play <laughs> against the Indians. So, and we're right smack dab in the middle. So, we'll be able to see him play again, but um, I think I hope that the Reds can rebuild their their team and and hopefully, hopefully, I know it's not going to be in the near future, but we need another World Series win, sometime in the distant future. <laughs> uh, th-
0: that's all for today, folks. Um, hey, if you're on uh, social media, uh, go ahead and go over on Twitter and give um, 108 Stitches Show a follow. It's at 108 Stitches Show. Um, we're also on SoundCloud. Uh, just type in 108 Stitches Podcast. And we're now on iTunes at 108 Stitches Show. And this week's song is brought to you by Adderless. Uh, they're a band based out of North Carolina. And the song is called Sirens. Until next week, everybody, good luck. The
1: sirens, charming and sweet.
0: Saying I got, I got, I got everything you need
1: that haven't yet turned into lander! I know the way seems so sublime I know the rivers run with wine but in the end you're gonna find there, there is no anger no, they really gotta